What's going on, you jagoffs? I don't know. I felt like doing jagoffs instead of boys and girls today. I don't know. I'm feeling it. It's Friday yet again. The what seems to be the I don't know the recording date that we always come to an agreement upon. So, welcome to yet another episode of the Murfanko Experience, Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast. And with me, as always, I got my two co-hosts with me: Anthony Murph Dog, Big Bear Murphy, and we got Louisiana Ted in the house. What's going on, boys? How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. Excited for this episode. I think. I think. Oh man, uh, I, I don't I, know. I'm, I'm shaky. <laughs> <laughs> no confidence uh, in anything. I don't know if I. I'm, I don't know how I feel about putting this out in the world. I'm gonna get yelled at by people. Oh yeah, I, I, I got a feeling there's gonna be some. Welcome to the life of being in the media. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely going to be some backlash, I'm sure. Um, if you guys have been paying attention to Twitter, uh, I let you guys know that this is about a four week uh, extravaganza for this podcast. We're going to reveal our very own Pirates prospect top 30 list. And I tell you what, boys, I don't know about you guys, but I've changed my list about 20 million times since we came up with this idea. And I'm still not confident in it 100%. But it's about as close as I'll be. What say you? <laughs> I did my yeah. best. I did my best, set it and forget it. But then I still <laughs> went back and tinkered it. Yeah, I pretty much did a set it and forget it. Cause I was even just trying to talk it through my head. And I was telling you guys about, you know, weighing potential versus how they're currently doing at the current level they are, their current age and those kind of things. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's rough, but you know they say you just gotta dive right into it, and let's let's just dive right into it. I'll give my well, well, hold on. Before we start, I want to let everyone know that we're gonna do prospect number thirty to twenty-one this week, and then so on and so forth for the following weeks. So for me personally, my thirtieth ranked prospect is Cody Bolton. Uh, he came back from what seems like five years of injuries and COVID. Um, and he's finally back and he's actually performed pretty well uh, in Indy isn't always quite the starter. Um, and I think that's basically just for limiting innings and seeing how he will react to a pretty full season. First time since 2019. Um, you look at his numbers, carries a 333 ERA. Uh, let's see here. He pitched 24 and a third innings, gave up 19 hits and one of the bigger stats i guess that jumped out to me is that he's holding opponents to a 218 average which is pretty good you know you're one step away from the big the big leagues and you know we're hoping to see bolton at some point in the majors but we're not quite sure yet i'm putting him at number 30 and i'll leave it to you guys who wants to go next with their number 30 and yeah that, that's mine cody bolton number 30 well um my number 30, I uh, I mean, like my, like, uh, bottom three, I kind of went with uh, three personal guys I, I kind of really like. And uh, number 30, um, I went with Sean Sullivan, oh, who was nice. – uh, That's spicy. Yeah. That I, is I figured spicy. It, I figured it'd be. Yeah, the, the Pirates' eighth-round pick last year out of Cal. Um I mean, he went right straight to Greensboro. He's only 21, doesn't turn 22 until October. And uh, it's a, I guess, and part of it is just 
the blessing and curse of uh, not being able to watch Greensboro so much is this. I saw his first and maybe second start, and it's just I like what I saw with him. He looked pretty. He looked rather advanced. He moved the ball well, had good movement, and uh, he's just someone I'm really interested in seeing how he progresses. I, I think he could be a real solid late round pick out of college. Yeah, yeah. And it's cr- kind of crazy to think, though, in you know the major league draft, how the eighth round is now like deeper than past rounds of like sixty yeah. rounds. Yeah. So yeah. you know, so eighth round used to be early. Yeah, definitely mid round. Yeah. Well, that's and I know a guy that I was interested in for the last draft uh, that Chase uh, Chase Silseth out of Arizona that's mm. already pitching in the majors for the Angels. I think mm-hmm. he was an eighth or ninth rounder. Yeah. Okay, Big Bear. Who you got at 30, man? The bottom of the list was like coming up with it. I mean, other than a couple like flip flops, the top of the list was really easy. Got right here. There is a lot because, like, I'm trying not to hold too much weight on the early season. You know, we're still two months in. So, a lot. So, like, I was waiting some of the guys that I didn't have on the top 30 if I wanted to move them in. For 30, I have JC Flyers right now. He's pitching in, in Altoona's bullpen. I was really big on, on him going into the season. I think I had him on, on P2. I had him in, like, 2021, if not in the top 20, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a really good believer in the majors at some point. Had a little bit of a rough start to the season, but he's starting to kind of get settled and, and get things going now. So, Yeah, yeah, and that Altoona bullpen is interesting when you think about it because, you know, they moved Tanaj back in the bullpen, kind of the late-inning guy, and J.C. Flowers was a starter in Greensboro, then he comes out of the pen. It's an interesting aspect that Altoona has going there with not only a starting pitching, Mm -hmm. but just their entire roster in general. I like the Flowers pick, though, at 30. It's kind of like he's still floating under the radar, but he is performing rather well as of late. So I yeah, get why yeah, and, and they, still, they still give him opportunity to do a lot of multi-inning stuff too. So, yeah. so obviously we saw, we've seen with the pirates bullpen this year, how much more valuable that is. If you get a guy that can go a couple innings. So they're at least keeping that part intact with them. So with number 29, I, I wavered back and forth. Like I said, Nola went with the, you know, bottom three being more favorites of who to look out for. And, you know, one of my favorite guys, I think I have a little bit of a bias towards him just because I got to know him personally over the offseason. And it's Jack Sawinski. And Sawinski, believe it or not, leads uh, National League rookies in home runs. I think he has six now. And he's put together very professional at bats, you know, jumping from double A all the way to the majors. It's, it's a pretty big jump and the Pirates aren't are known to not really care about the AAA as of right now. But like I said, Sawinski's put together professional at-bats. He doesn't look lost. And I don't know. He just seems like, if anything, a very good bench bat once the Pirates, quote-unquote, contend. And I don't know. I feel pretty confident in placing him on the lower end, but still on the list. The projection on him really hasn't changed too much. Still, like, probably, like, a fourth outfielder. But, I mean, yeah. anytime you get that kind of production out of him. And I wrote about it a little bit, too, about, like, some of the underlying numbers kind of playing in his favor Yeah, still, mm-hmm. despite the start. So, mm-hmm. I like that. 
I have another pitcher. Um, like what I've seen so far with the velo being up and, and like him as another guy as a multi-inning spot starter guy. Um, he hurt right now, but I have Max Kranich at, at 29 for me. So I, I think, I think especially with the velocity uptick we've seen really helps with it. So now are you projecting better? Are you projecting Kranich to be a late inning guy or more like a Crow Peters type situation? Probably, probably more like he'll probably be like a, a Crow Peters type guy. I mean, he, okay. he can throw multi innings and, and keep the velocity fairly up there. So give him the opportunity to do so. Okay. Okay. So I, I, know, I know personally, I, I don't have Kranich on my list. I guess just over time, I was hoping maybe he would advance with like with his breaking pitches and striking people out. And it just, I don't know. It, it seems like, like, I don't know if Cools is like the right comparison to make. He's the greatest game. pitcher of all time, remember? Yeah, but it, as, as someone who had that huge uptick in velocity, you're like, oh, now he's going to be really good. And, you're, and you just spent so much time like, well, like, okay, the velocity's there now. Like, it, are other things going to kind of play off of that? And <laughs> it just never really did. And, uh, and then Kranich, too, I guess. He's still with the velocity. The control seems to waver a lot still too. But um, for me, number twenty nine. Um, I know he's a personal favorite for some. Uh, I, I decided to go with Brendan Malone. I, I figured I'd still put him on the thirty, just because even with all the injuries, it's kind of maybe in part that whole allure of we still don't really know because we haven't been able to see them mm. and just all the info of how good the stuff could be, might be, could be, can, if he has the velocity. And I mean, he, he's supposed to be back. He should be back shortly. Um, I'm hoping they keep making it sound like. Yeah. Yeah. And so hopefully he'll debut on the next week, maybe in Brenton. And he's probably someone that a couple months, if he's healthy and, Pitching well, I mean, he could probably be a quick move to Greensboro. Oh, with the age he's, and everything like that, he's still has young. To. He's, I mean, he's still pretty young. He's only twenty-one still. Doesn't turn twenty-two mm-hmm. until that's insane September. to think about. Yeah. All of the setbacks that he still kind of reminds me of Lolo Sanchez, where mm-hmm. he seems like he's thirty, but yet his mm-hmm. age is still way down. I I like that pick. I, I like it. It's I don't know. I've just been extremely disappointed in the fact that we haven't been able to see him all but what two innings of work. It feels like that, yeah. 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 I, I for me, like I just need to see him on the field kind of thing. I, I, like everyone knows how I feel about Brent Malone. So the second he gets on the field and starts pitching mm-hmm. consistently, uh, like I'll absolutely throw him skyrocket. Oh, yeah. Back up yeah, he's list. someone that can fly up pretty oh yeah quickly. I mean he was he was at one point, like Pipeline had him in like the top ten on the Pirates last year, right? Or very, if he wasn't uh, in the top so. 10, I mean, he was like eleven or twelve. His his pre-draft report had him like him and Priester neck and neck, and yeah, they were yeah. close skill and ability and projection. I think they gave Priester the edge, and just I would have because felt, of like watching some of their pre-high school stuff that that Malone, like I, it wouldn't have surprised me if people had said Malone was ahead of Priester too going into the draft as well. Yeah. yeah. And then that just completely went out the window. Um, I like that. I, I like it. I like it. Um, the next pick, 28, 
I, I, I feel kind of sad placing him so down on the list, but you know, he's still fairly young, 20 years of age. And I, I love my international prospects and, you know, number 28 for me, it's Sung Chi Chang. Uh, he kind of exploded onto the scene last year in the FCL showed tremendous speed um, showed good bat to ball skills. I know the competition wasn't as great in the FCL as he's facing now in, you know, even low a and Bradenton, but he's still batting a fairly decent average at 257. He even gave us two home runs. So he's shown a little pop 19 ribbies and he's showing off the speed at nine stolen bases. And when we have seen Bradenton and it's been weird, we haven't been able to see a lot of Bradenton. Uh, he's, mm-hmm seemed to stretch out singles into doubles. And I think he even got what one or two triples Murph. I know you've paid attention more to Bradenton than I have. Yeah. yeah recently. A couple triples this year. So mm-hmm. it, I love me some speed and the pirates have a ton of it. It's just who can separate themselves right mm-hmm. now. And personally, I think Chang has separated himself as one of those top speed guys in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my number 28. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it or, if you have him close or fairly close, he, so he was, he was, um, I guess full transfers. He was one of the last few that I left off of the list. Okay. So just like, I, I think when we did the P2 ones, I left him off as, as well. More of a, I I've heard really good things about him, but I haven't physically seen him yet. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, I mean, he's looked good. The little bit that I've seen is just, it's kind of more of like, I want to see a little bit more. Out of before them. before I really start, yeah. Well, I, tell you, I, I know, like we were discussing earlier, but part of me is I just feel like there's no one that's really popping in Bradington right now. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of guys I I didn't put on my list that I feel could like as we were just talking about with Malone, like guys I could you know shoot up the list quickly, you know, once things start clicking. But as of right now, it's just there's no one that I really feel confident in saying like, yeah, this guy is looking really promising that's fair that's fair all right nola who you got at number 28 man well this this is one of my personal favorites that i've been uh table pounding for about (laughs) three three, four years now ever since i saw him back in the original greensboro low a days when when the streaming was even worse uh yeri de los santos okay I've, i've been a huge fan of that dude for I still remember watching him in low A at Greensboro, and it's just like, this dude is filthy. And he, the fast by the mid, mid-90s heater, the slider is just disgusting. When that, when that pitch is on, it's just sword after sword after sword. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he looked good in his Major League debut. I mean, yeah. I know it was pretty much a blowout against the Rockies, but – it's still major league hitting, and he looked. Yeah, he didn't look scared, which is uh, a big he, plus. He, and he went against their middle of the order too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not mad at it, man. De Los Sa- I, I I have De Los Santos a little higher than you, but I get why yeah. you put him there. Murph, I, I have a feeling you have a Bradenton guy here. No, I, I got another Bradenton guy coming up. A couple now, technically. But not quite yet. I got one a little bit higher. Right. Um, then my next guy on the list really impressed me with a, a lot of the little things. But like it's I got him here more of because I feel like a lack of upside kind of thing. But he's looking more sure, like, of a sure thing lately. I, I have a 
to compete at Marcano up here. So okay. Uh, okay. I, I think I think I like him as like an overall like super utility guy, like with all the time he's spending in left left field and Altoona right now. Yeah. Still doesn't look like great out there. Still looks like he's having a problem tracking the balls, but I mean, it, he, he's still new to the position. So like, like I, I don't doubt that there's going to be adjustments with that, but he, he's hit really good this month. Um, can play a little bit everywhere. I love his base running when he gets on the base. Like he's always looking to extend a single into a double has, has a couple times. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's had a lot of close play yeah. and he's been thrown out a couple times too, trying to stretch. I know, I know he got thro- thrown out at third base to end mm-hmm. ending. I think I believe it was at one of the mm-hmm. Richmond games I was at. So, so like, I mean, he's been thrown out of spirit. So like, I don't think the speed was cause like when, when, when they first got him in the trade, I think like the thought in my head was like, Oh, he's a faster Adam Frazier. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily turning out that way. The speed isn't, it's just maybe he's, yeah, maybe he just doesn't read the, the, the picture, right? Maybe the speed isn't, as great in the stolen bases thing he's just mm-hmm. like just pushes the the out the inexperienced outfielders and stuff like the minor right. outfielders and stuff like that maybe he doesn't have that same kind of success in, in the majors but i guess we'll just have to kind of see now yeah. you, you know you mentioned that you know he's struggled tracking balls in the outfield now that he's gotten called back up to pittsburgh he got recalled would you place him at the DH spot since Vogelback and Yoshi are out just to get him at bats and not really worry about the defensive side of things. I mean, I'd like to get him, get, get him a look out in the field and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, you're playing Castro more or less out of position at, at, at shortstop. Yeah. So like, he is I playing third base Friday night. So Friday they, night. Yeah. They're okay. giving key some, but, I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, more natural for him, but, uh, I, I would. I mean, you're not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna learn how to to track fly balls as the designated hitter. So, you, like, yeah. you kind of want the development to still continue, even though he's in Pittsburgh now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, I got you. Um, Twenty seven. I have him a little higher than you did, Murph. But I have JC Flowers. Uh, I've always liked JC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has the stuff to be a starter but i i really like him coming out of the pen um i'm not sh- <laughs> 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 i i don't I, I don't know man i i think i i know this is a c- classic codyism but i i think he just looks different coming out of the pen there's a different mentality and you can even see it in his splits uh in greensboro mm-hmm. and i don't think he even started in bradenton in 21 um no, he, no he, he, he started exclusively with Bradenton in so okay so I, I mean you know you just have him come out as a piggyback guy get the two three innings out of him three innings max I'm talking max and don't do that all the time two innings perfect Will Crow Dylan Peters type role for um, mm-hmm. recency out of look at but yeah JC Flower still on my list at 27 I wish he was higher he just hasn't performed the way I thought he would this year, mm-hmm. but that's okay. There's still plenty of time to yeah. jump up some. And he's, he's looked better as of late too. Yeah. So that's that's encouraging. Yeah. I tell you what, though, Cody Cody could look at a, a starting pitcher and like, man, he pitched seven shutout innings. You know, it'd be better than that if he pitched three <laughs> shutout innings. <laughs> the numbers do not lie, and seven shutout innings are way rarer than three. He threw a no hitter, but he'd be better if you just took him out after two. 
<laughs> He'd I'm be throwing you, 96 instead of 95. Yeah. Just think, just think that whole extra mile. Hey, man, <laughs> it, it, it works in the end sometimes. <laughs> MLB The Show has worked phenomenally for me using that method. So I don't want to hear no shit. Um, since Nola went, you know, before, after me, go ahead. Murph, who do you have at 27? So I guess this is going to be the first, like, shocker of everything. Okay. But, uh, and like I said, I guess this kind of counteracts a little bit of what, what I said earlier about not wanting to buy too much into two months. But I, I, I have Matt Frazier. At, mm. at 20, yeah, yeah, I have Matt Frazier. I mean, mm. like, he had that really nice home run last night. Where, He's running each streaming. Because <laughs> I can see my shot's face. And, and so the power is still there. It's it's just like everyone else looks like they're clicking, but he's still struggling. Mm-hmm. He's still struggling to get. And, and I know, I know, we weren't shouldn't have expected the same power numbers going from Tuna, but like the power numbers changed completely. The strike ups were a little bit up, so there's like maybe a little bit of like, hey we need to pay attention mm-hmm. to this going into next year. And, and, but I don't think anyone would have guessed this exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I, I wanted to keep them. I wanted to keep, and we were talking about this off the air. I wanted to keep them as high as I could, but every time I got to another outfielder, like, yeah. okay, well he's performed a little bit better than, than Frazier. And I mm-hmm. like a little bit more of like some of the other stuff that he gives too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't fair. an easy decision. I didn't like the decision, but yeah. It's fair. I mean, I, I, I can understand that. And, that. and one of the things that got me with him is the fact that uh, with him struggling so much, it, was it just he carried that momentum last year? Because he got like 100 at-bats in Altoona last year. So it's not like, hey, it's his first time in double-A, first time seeing pitching yeah. in double-A. And it's like he had the 100 at-bats, and then all of a sudden it was just gone yeah, like that. He, momentum he hit he like, a, like speaking of momentum, like he hit a home run in like his first game with Altoona, I think, or within the was, first game or two. And then it was just doubles, and the the, the power yeah. seemed to go mm-hmm. away. Yeah, the the power or the home run power was like just mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Well, that's what even now kind of worries me with uh, Gorski because Gorski came up and he's been taking his momentum's ran right into Altoona, and he's been crushing. He hit a home run in his first game, a, a mammoth home run. I think that that ball was yeah. destroyed, and uh, <laughs> it does worry me a little bit that you know is he same thing going to happen to him? Um, but I mean, yeah, it does seem like Frazier might be turning around a little bit more lately. Yeah, that that home run's a big one to hit. I don't know mm-hmm. the night that we were recording. I was watching the Solomito game, um, but yeah, I mean, some something to watch. Like I hate I, I hate doing it because it feels like drastic over two months but it uh-huh. hasn't really been a good two months. Yeah. yeah. So it's been kind of that bad of a two-month span. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, uh, so for my 27th, uh, I mean, I, I went with an Altoona outfielder. Uh, yeah, it's Connor cool. Scott. Um, he, he He's still doing pretty well. Um, he, he didn't maintain that. Super hot first month he had. I mean, that first month he had, he was just destroying the ball. Um, he seems 
a pretty decent outfit. I, I don't know about the arm. I'd, there was one throw from right field where I was like, oh, man, that, that, that was a pretty nice throw. But then they put him in center field, and he's made some throws that I'm like, ugh. Like, they were up the line. They weren't too strong. So, um, and, and he lost some points for, for that, that run home he had. That, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and then I, I, I did just also just worry a little bit about the power. If power is going to show up. Um, it only has the one home run, which, I mean, I know Altoona isn't exactly a uh, big power park. Um, that was in Richmond that he hit that home run. Yeah. And that's it. So, I, I, I think he he has potential in him, but I, oh. I didn't want to jump him too high. I think I think Baseball America just added him at number 30. Um, pipeline, pipeline did too. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's my number 30, 27. <laughs> It's not your number 30, man. Come on. You can't you no. can't be going back into time now. You can't <laughs> yeah. go in the time warp. This ain't no, 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 no. This ain't Rocky Horror picture, man. Oh. <laughs> um, for for me, uh Nolan might, you know, kick me out of the club for this, but uh I have Blake Sable at number 26. I'm and just happy you have him in the top 30. Yeah, yeah, I got him say, in the top thirty. If, man. if rating him twenty six gets you kicked out of the circle, then I'll just see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I, Blake Sable has performed uh, unbelievably so far in the season. I mean, we've seen the power, and you know, Kyron Madison, as we know, talked about his power. Like MVP, he'd be hitting the batter's eye on the regular, and guys would look and he go, "Yeah." That that's that's Blake Sable. That, that dude just hits bombs on a constant basis. And I don't know. I, I think he's obviously not the top catching prospect as of now. Davis is, but we haven't seen a whole lot of Davis, you know, fractured his wrists and mm-hmm. you know, injury issues start to come up again. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking, okay, who's next in line? You got Bins, uh, you got Gutierrez, you got Andy Rodriguez, who's extremely versatile and can move wherever but where is sable's place as he comes up is it at catcher maybe do you throw him in right field or first base maybe i don't know so that's why he's not as high on the list as i'd like him to be but the power is definitely there i mean the bat doesn't really come into question with me so i don't know where do you guys feel like he has a future in the field obviously I think that's part of the reason why I left him off the list is because I'm still not quite sure as to <laughs> what, where exactly his home is going to be. Cause I remember like you spoke about when we talked to, to Kyron about it. Like he was, he was, he dropped how um, like they we could see him some in the outfield and some at first base this year, obviously with, you know, Carter been struggling and now with uh, tank hurt, they couldn't, you know, they've kind of been pressing to keep him at catcher. So we haven't seen much of that versatility yet. I mean, the power is legit. I don't just don't know about his home defensively or anything yet. I mean, having the DH now in the NL, I guess that doesn't matter as much. But yeah, I would like to see some sort of defensive home that you can play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not yeah. true. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, um, uh, my mind's gonna be spicy, but uh, okay. But the only hint I'll give is that we're gonna have to wait another week before you know where I put them. Mm. <laughs> mm. Drop a little hint bomb on us. I like uh-uh. it. I like it. 
that means you guys got to subscribe to the podcast to keep yeah. up to see where Jeffy put Blake Sable. Mm. Number one. I, I was told he was ranked <laughs> number one through 30. Yeah, so, uh, that's what we were told. So well, yeah, that's, that's, the, we were that's the real list. This is my, this is my, uh, <laughs> my secondary list. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, this is why I had something more to talk about. That's fair. With that's the fair. boys, as opposed to just 30, Blake Sable. 29, Blake Sable. 28, Blake Sable. <laughs> Because, I mean, I do feel that, especially with the way he's hitting this year, I mean, I, I guess next week I can, we can go into a little deeper too. But the way he's hitting this year, I mean, he's showing that the bat is real. Yeah. He's out hitting guys that are, were presumed to be far more advanced than him. Just, I mean, just as we were just talking about Frazier, you know, he just – he came up last year, had those 100 bats where he looked great, and then this year it's just like what happened. And it's just Blake Sable the entire year just been hitting, hitting, hitting. And to me, I think also why I'm getting more pro Sable is the fact that they left him at catcher. Yeah. Um, the fact that they, to me, promoting bins was technically a demotion. I, I saw it as they that Blake Sable passed him on the depth chart so they wanted to leave him in Altoona to keep playing regularly, uh, develop. Whereas Bins, it was you it mentioned was that. a move. It was a yeah. move. It was a move to make room for Tank. Yeah, and clearly the bat wasn't ready for Bins to go up. So to me, it was more of an indication that Sable technically passed him on the depth chart. So I, I think they see Sable as a pot, possibly sticking at catcher. Okay. Okay. Now. Who do you have? Uh, you're on your secondary list, of course, at uh, 26. Well, um, so for 26, I got Majinski. I know okay. uh, it's a bit of a drop from previous lists. Yeah, and that's why I know he was much higher in lists a lot of times. I just, I, I don't know, watching him, I think I even mentioned to y'all recently, when, uh, me and Murph were talking about the game the other day, he started. I think he is more leading towards the uh, Cody type of career as a swingman. Because um, obviously he's got the mid '90s stuff. He's got a pretty good breaker, but it's just he's so inconsistent. And I think a lot of that's going to have to be him staying on the on on the field long enough to to try to find some of that consistency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, right now, you know, I mean, he only missed what I think it was one start when they put mm-hmm. him on the I.O. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like, for a guy who missed missed a good amount of time last mm-hmm. year, and then he missed some time in college, like, two different years he missed time in college with injuries. Mm-hmm. It's, I just, it's I just, just a matter of him staying on the field. Yeah, and I just feel like there really hasn't been a period where he's just truly dominated. Yeah, no. Even before he got hurt, he came back, and he was pretty bad when he came back originally mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Even before then, like, I was – the little bit that I saw of him in Greensboro wasn't overly impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel it. I feel it. Okay. Murph, big bear 26. Do we finally see a Bradenton cat? No, not yet. (laughs) Oh, Oh. I have another outfielder. I have Noah's from the previous one. I got Connor Scott. And Mm. so when I went to Richmond, he was probably the guy who stood out the most out of any one player there uh, between the patience and some of the pop that he's shown 
like Nola said, hasn't really shown the power since then. Um, kind of been iffy and all that, but I, you know, that's part of the up and downs and stuff. It still has a good approach at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he he's more of a, a right fielder than center fielder. Uh, so yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mentioned JC Flowers and how he's still on the list, but kind of disappointed me. Um, here's another pitcher that I wanted to put high on the list and I've had high hopes for in the past and I've defended him on numerous occasions and that's Tanaj Thomas at 25. Um, clearly he's meant for late inning relief just because he doesn't have the starting pitcher arsenal per se. I mean, I know he tried mm-hmm. to develop that change up to kind of stay in the starting rotation his fastball is legit, you know, reaching 100 plus on occasion, hitting high 90s consistently. Um, has a decent slider to couple with that fastball. It's just he hasn't put it all together yet. But you also have to look at this cat was a shortstop for a while. And then you transition him into a, a pitcher, and he still has a shit ton to learn. And he's in double A at this point. And he's facing higher competition, higher leverage situations, and he's asked to perform to the best of his ability. And I think he truly is. It's just he has a lot more untapped potential that we have yet to see. And I think that's why he is still on the list, but at 25 on the lower end of it. Um, So Murph, I know you've seen him in person. The control issues are still a concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Still a little bit of controls. He's had to, and that's kind of disappointing to a, a bit because he's had to throttle back a lot. I guess, and like the Richmond radar gun wasn't reliable, but like there wasn't anything over 94, 95 at, at any point, anyways. Yeah. And he got hit hard. Like anytime they, they made contact with it, 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 it got hit hard. Yeah, yeah I remember watching so, that game. Yeah. yeah. He's not throwing 40 miles an hour, though, right? No, no. <laughs> yeah, regardless of what the radar said in Richmond, I don't think anyone there was throwing 40 miles an hour. But there were several occasions where that's what it popped up as. So. Mm. Okay. okay. It was hard for me really to put any kind of relievers on the list. I saw the Yeri, because him, I'm like, I just had to. But personally, mm-hmm. like relievers, it was really hard for me to – with all the, the, the depth that they have, like, of players in the minors. Because even, like, me talking about Majinski, like, I think Majinski is probably going to end up in that kind of role and could be strong in that role. So that's why, like, a guy that's in that role and maybe not absolutely just dominating everybody, it was kind of hard for me. And that's – I was actually talking to Bob about Tanaj, you know, our, our Bob friend on Twitter about Tanaj recently, and that's – What's confused me about him is when we got him and he pitched in Bristol, it was like he had the, you know, you said the high 90s touching 100 fastball, the devastating slider, and he seemed to have found his control. Yeah. But then when he, the next year, it was, he still had velocity, but then the control was gone again. And then this year, it's like the control is just as bad, if not worse. The velocity. And he's lost the velocity. Yeah. And I, he almost feels like someone where it's 
almost like it's getting to the point that I feel like they're tinkering with him too much. Instead of just letting the dude go out there and just let it loose, because it, it, he's had multiple weird windups by now. Yeah, with the double leg kick and double leg kick hesitation. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. all sorts of stuff. Well, yeah, if you I remember like... last year, we even discussed Tanaj missing games in Greensboro because they were changing mm. his mechanics. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, are they and doing it again? Cool. Yeah, that's when they came back. He came back with that double leg kick originally. Yeah, pump that leg. Pump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not quite like Clayton Kershaw because his leg pumps are weird, but he yeah. does have that, I, that I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't know if it's quite working for him and I, it's starting to quit. I'm starting to question, but I, I still have him at, uh, like I said, 25, but. That's wow. fair. That's fair. Murph, please. Is it Bradenton? So, I'm going to keep guessing. No, no Bradenton yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm looking at this list right now and there's a lot of outfielders right here. Yeah, and my no, my number thirty one was an outfielder too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my next on the list is Cannon Smith and Jigler. Okay, uh, I don't. I think I don't think the power is ever going to come to to what you kind of want. But if I'm not mistaken, unless he didn't get on base last night or or either one of those games, he's been on base every single game he's played this month. He's been on fire. Either. Yeah, so that's pretty that's pretty good. So he's just on base machine, plays pretty good out in the outfield, despite his kind of you know, he's got that little stocky, stocky mm-hmm. build. He moves pretty good. Um Pirates have a lot of left-handed outfielders. Isn't oh, yeah. it insane? Like we were starving for left-handed bats, even at the major league level, and now we, we have we're, like, two we're have too many. They start calling all these guys up that they have, like it's going to be all lefties. Mm-hmm. So maybe, it's maybe, Cole, maybe Cole Tucker should have switched to right-handed full-time. That's what he should have done. That would have been the <laughs> smart thing to do. And no, but now he's just another lefty, lefty um, utility guy. Uh, yeah. and, he hit. and hitting worse. Yeah. Well, Cole Tucker's 24 for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, all right. Kanan Smith. Well, my, yeah, I say my, my 25 is probably a bit of a surprise for anybody who knows me. Um, uh, but before that, I, I know in talking with, about Ken Smith, and I'm still holding out hopes for that man, that power. So I've seen him rip a ball when he turned I just, on a, I think like, I think you just keep him on the roster just in case there's like a bench clearing brawl after the highlight yeah. from Arizona where yeah. he tackled that dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> keep him on yeah. the roster. That's a big boy, man. For that, he's definitely a big boy. Just because Mo- Moran was always one of those like disciplined, patient hitters, and then he would just like slap Too a passive. ball, slap a ball to left field, and you're like, well, okay. But when he decided he wanted to turn on a ball, I still learned a ball, uh, the home run he hit in Cincy against Matt Harvey. The ball was at his eyeballs, and he just obliterated it to dead center. And I'm like, yeah. where is that? Like more consistently, and that's that's kind of what I'm still holding out hope for with Ken is that he will get a little more aggressive, and that raw power will finally show up. Okay. Now, do you have so him about, at your 25? I do not. I do not. 
but that's all I was gonna say. My, mine will become a well, it's gonna be a surprise of most people that know me. I have Marcano at 25. Mm, mm, mm. As as Eat some crow, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, because I know my, my biggest thing with him, and I, I would always talk to you, y'all know, uh, NMR in the uh, P2 comments. The thing we would always talk about is just, I know he was a great on base machine, but it's just, he would never hit the ball with any kind of authority. It was just like, people were like talking about, like, I think they called it slug bunts. And it was, it was like he he would have had to have been an infield single machine to be a big league player. But it seems like he's finally starting to hit the ball with some authority, hitting gaps. And uh, I know the video Murph posted recently because everybody would always talk about compare him to Frazier, and he hit he poked that ball to left field line. Um, and I was like, that's the first time. I'm like, that was vintage Adam Frazier because he always loved doing that, especially in the minors. Tuck he would get a low outside, like, breaker, and he would just poke it to the left field line and easy double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. Is it just me, or does it – do you need, like, the uh, sound every time Marcano hits the ball? Like, <laughs> I feel like that's the noise that he makes every time. I mean, he, he, he's a max effort guy, so it wouldn't surprise me. Like just a classic tennis match of like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm really, like I'm how gonna, lighter, how lighter. Which, uh, if he's throws. gonna be a full time outfielder, maybe 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 they'll find again to pack on some weight. I'm like, man, that, that kid needs a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's a string bean, man. <laughs> Definite string bean. Um, Twenty four. I have him a little higher than uh, you guys have him, but Connor Scott, I have placed at twenty four. I think if he would have continued on the torrid pace that he was on that first month, we may be talking top 15, maybe Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But still, I'm happy that we got him in that trade, especially for a catcher who was old, like (laughs) let's just say old. Um, Wow. That, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, man. I, I know. I know. I'm just a young buck of the group, but it's 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 hard. You can't be beautiful forever, baby. And I'm gonna enjoy it. It's okay. Okay. It's all That's good. Right. But <laughs> Connor Scott, 24. I mean, he's shown decent pop. He shows decent outfield skills. Like Nola said, I'm not sure if he has a noodle arm, but it's not the greatest of arms. Um, shows decent speed out there. Can track balls down. Mm-hmm. And he has a decent bat-to-ball skill. So 24, I think, is a solid number for Scott and gives him plenty of room to grow throughout the season. You know, consistency is key with him. I like mm-hmm. 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 Murph. Uh, well, no, no. Mm-hmm. Who do you have at uh, 24? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connor Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 24. Um, th- this was another personal dilemma for me. Um, uh Talks of uh, like international guys. I went with Tony Blanco Jr. Oh, <clears throat> spicy! That is spicy. In part because I just want to. I'm a just spicy fan. meatball. A, a 16 year old kid at six six two forty five. I'm just uh, envisioning of my fantasy okay. of envisioning my fantasy of you know what I was hoping with O'Neill just letting him go to the outfield, add 20 pounds and just. Destroy baseballs. I am 12. Like, that's the and, perfect uh, gift for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
every time they say his age, it's going to be met with the. Are you though? Are you? Yeah. Are you though? Oh yeah, that's definitely gonna. <laughs> that's a big boy. That's huge, that is, man. That is, that's I'm like, so excited to see him at some point eventually. Yeah, because it, seen... it's it's so difficult though, and then especially when we're sitting here talking about Bradenton, it's just there's there's very few of these international like DSL kids really like clicking and yeah. hitting the ground running, and it's just. I'm starting to get those fears again that is this still a inside developmental issue that they have? Because even I was thinking the other day, like, I haven't heard anything on Christopher Cruz. Like, what's happened to him? Mm. He was supposed to be a – he was a top 30 international signing. And I think he pitched okay last year in uh, the GCL, FCL, yeah. whatever they want to call it these days. And it's – I would have thought he should have been in Bradenton at least already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the same feeling about Del Rosario too, pitching in the FCO. And then he got mm-hmm. the bump. I thought him and Cruz, you know, would get the same, I don't know, path. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, <laughs> that's a spicy, like Mer says, spicy meet the ball pick. For that high, I mean – hasn't really shown anything yet, but I mean, I can dig it, man. Living out your Polanco fantasy. Yeah, that 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 that, that that's almost based purely off of fan, fan fantasy uh, projection. Okay. Uh, before Murph goes, I just want to ask you, Nolix. I know me and you, Eri Espinal. Have you seen how much uh, weight that boy packed on <laughs> during the offseason? I, I have not. I'll have to send you a video of him. That dude got cakes, like major <laughs> cakes. Like that dude bulked up for sure. Um, same thing with uh, Giovanni Planchard, man. He that dude is a wall. Dude, he's a tank. And Yuri didn't need it. He was hitting balls fucking four eighty at sixteen <laughs> without weight. Yeah, he gained. He gained. I don't know if it's just the food he's been eating or what, man. But he he looked like he gained a few pounds uh, during the off season. At least the videos I've seen of him recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but Murph, I don't mean to interrupt you, man. Who do you got next? I have Jack Sawinski next. And okay. I don't think I had him on, on the top 30 going into the year with P2. I'm pretty fairly certain I didn't. Even though he was a guy that I really liked, the more that we kind of read about him and, you know, all the updates you did in the offseason with him. Um, it's just – and we're tied for the – or leads all NL rookies and home runs. Yeah. Can't really say too much else mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. That's um, short numbers, numbers say that he's not chasing balls out of the zone really. Uh, he's he balls in play, really bad luck with that right now. So Extreme, like he's hitting liners to come in. Yeah. Yeah. I so. feel bad for him, but like I said, he doesn't look out of place. Which no, no. It's a good sign, if anything. He doesn't look out of place, and if worse comes to worse, he's a fourth outfielder, and you really can't ask much more than that, especially with the projections he's had coming mm-hmm. through even the Padre system. So, you know, I, I like that ranking. I like it. Um, me, you know, you guys had Kanan. I have him at 23. Um, he's been on a pretty damn good pace as of late in Indianapolis. <laughs> but Kanan Smith and Jigba has been – on a tear, I'd say, uh, in AAA. Um, he recently worked out with uh, 
my man, Mark Mantuka, same guy who works out with Sawinski and, you know, they tweaked a little things here and there. And, you know, he's showing some pop, showing some on base skills and, you know, he doesn't flash the glove I'd say in the outfield, but he won't hurt you. And that dude's big and you know how I like my big dude. So Texas grown big dude, like that dude's corn fed. So definitely has pop potential. Um, and we'll see, we'll see if he jumps up the list eventually. Cause I'd like to do this again towards the end of the season. See if anyone changed on the list, but yeah, I got Kanan rated 23 and I'm fairly confident at that placement right now. I like it. So my next guy, next guy is someone who like I've been really big on for, for a while. And, and the whole situation when we did the round table on, on D2 this week, upset me a little bit on it because I didn't mention him on it and yet so like and so like and then I think it was John mentioned him it's it's Dario Lopez mm. so and then John mentioned him mm. like oh and then everyone in the comments is like oh that's a great pick you know he's and he's doing so much better and I'm sitting here thinking damn it hyping <laughs> this guy up for that over a year and the one time me. that I decided to go with like you know because I've been really impressed with this uh Michael Escado's defense that I wanted to give him a shout out for it. And I completely missed my opportunity to name drop like my favorite guy on Greensboro. So that, that really upset me. Uh, but the only thing that concerns me, he's Lopez is starting to hit a lot better. Obviously the only thing concerning right now is the errors and mm-hmm. it's looking more and more like he may have to either make the switch to first or try the outfield kind of thing. Cause it's just not something's not clicking still yeah no i mean i mean at least you shout him out on the most important thing and that's the murfanko experience and everyone before we finish out you know the list we're getting close to the end here i just want to remind you to rate review and subscribe the podcast so you keep up with this list and you can give us your feedback on who you think should be ranked uh on the list you know give us your feedback we absolutely love interactions with you guys and we're open to discussion this is an open dialogue this isn't just our way or the highway type thing it's it's pretty chill here especially um, on these especially on these last 10 because these these last 10 were easily the hardest oh absolutely the bottom of the list was super hard man like yeah i wanted to pick my favorite guys and i'm like well i got i can't just do that i gotta look at you know the mm. overall aspect of it but well that's like because even with him mentioning d lopez d lo I wanted to get him and Escoto on the list, and I'm just like, I can't. Like, I, I can't yeah. really convince myself to do it. I, I, I know both are extremely young for high A, and it's one of those cases maybe if they were a year level lower, they might be dominating, but it was still hard for me to think of that. I wanted to put Flores on the list just because he's my dude. Yeah. I, I couldn't, man. I just couldn't. I could not. Okay, um, my, which but, way? You, that was 23? That was 23, yep. Okay. I'll say my, my 23 is uh, Diego Castillo. Mm. Okay. He's been putting up some yeah, numbers. He's been, he's been decent. Yeah. He's shown he has the clutch gene as of late. I can dig well, it. I, I mean, I, the fact that, I mean, he obviously had that huge spring and then didn't carry it over just yet into the MLB. I don't, I don't think he's ever going to, you know, 
project wow, to be a yeah. thir- 30 home run guy, like some people were saying, or some people were saying that <laughs> other people were saying. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> saying that? Yeah, people I, were saying that in spring, man. <laughs> I, I think I think people were saying maybe 20. They were putting a 20 home run on him, but yeah, you know, certain other people like to embellish the people hyping was like, oh, I can't believe people think he's gonna hit 50 home runs. Like, what? nobody said that. But I, I think I think he could still turn into a pretty decent player. Yeah. Like and, a super utility type guy. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those things too with making these lists is makes it kind of difficult is that someone like Castillo is really is achieving a lot for a lot of these guys. Like the fact that he made the majors and I mean that he's hitting 235 with the 600 OPS, like it's not great, but you know, that's going to be it for a lot of guys, you know? Yeah. And it's just the guy making it to the majors to even get the chance to start every day. But I, I think there's a chance he could, you know, pick it up a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think one of the big things with me for him was the fact that he's been able to show versatility, playing Mm -hmm. shortstop, playing second base, playing right field. And he doesn't look extremely lost in right field. I know there was a couple plays where he didn't really track the ball with the Clemente wall. It's a tough thing to even track on where the Mm -hmm. ball is going to land, but he doesn't look lost. And I think it's the same thing with Sawinski is he puts together a professional aura. He doesn't look mm. lost. And I think that's the perfect placement for him. I I have him a little higher on my list uh, just because, Thanks. yeah. But Castillo definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, has shown that although Clay Holmes is being lights out with the Yankees, it wasn't as bad of a deal. It, it's still bad. Just because we well, yeah, you know how fickle relievers can be, and, and like, oh yeah, absolutely. If Clay Holmes has an amazing year this year. There's no guarantee that that's going to still be the case the following year. It's no guarantee that it's it, he finishes that way. He's going to get so. a fat extension and then just turn back into Pirates. Clay Holmes. Well, the thing was with him is he had all the stuff. It's like the same thing with Mitch Keller oh, yeah. and all these other pitchers. Is he had the stuff? He just couldn't. We yeah, we saw it. We saw this stuff sometimes. Yeah, it's just. Well, yeah. it, I mean, although it was like, because I, I watched a lot of Clay Holmes as he came up, and and that's why I, I even with Keller, though, I, I can't, Keller was more projection hmm. throughout the entirety of his minor league career. It was just that he has great control and throws hard and a yeah. great curve. Whereas, like, watching Clay Holmes when he was healthy, that dude would mow through hitters like nobody's business like hmm. he'd be in triple a and just no one could touch him kind and of reminds you of eerie a little bit the way he's been performing yeah yeah i kind of get the same just, vibe. When they're on yeah i get the same vibe um okay okay uh 22 uh second to last pick of the night uh, I have Mlad Majinski. Uh, he's been extremely disappointing as of late. And like you guys were saying, he hasn't put together everything to kind of make everything pop. But you know me, I love my swing men. I love my two inning, three inning guys. And I had to, I had to put him there at 21, the highest of the, the swing men of tonight. 
just because I think he has the potential to become an elite pen arm eventually, eventually, of course, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's the last name that I have such a hard time spelling. Maybe it's yeah. uh, the Neveroskis uh, dilemma where yeah. I could never spell that dude's last name. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I like Majinski still, and I think he has somewhat of a potential to become an elite bullpen arm. And that's uh, 22 for moi. Uh, yeah. So Nola, Ted, or 20. 22. 22. 22. 22. Um, th- this was another guy that I, I wasn't really sure how to rate how he's been as of late, but uh, I-, I went with Miguel Uhure mm. at 22. I left him off my list, unfortunately. You did? Yeah. When that's what I and I started looking at some of his numbers because that was another thing I was especially when I was when I've been arguing with people lately about all these uh, fungible claim uh, waiver claims and and I started, like talking about like Tyler Beatty I'm like man the thing is like Tyler Beatty's never been good like yeah. I don't think he's ever had more than like thirty innings in a year where he was good. Yeah. And that's why I like it for some reason. And then I looked at Yahure and I'm like, man, he just, it was just like level after level after level. It just, he pitched well. And I mean, it was always like a ERA in the threes or lower. And it just, I don't know if it's recurring injuries. Um, <clears throat> it seems like he's just been injured the entire time since he's come over. Yeah. Um, Cause I think they were even mentioned the last time he threw that he wasn't throwing as hard. Because when we got him, he was in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Since we've had him, he's only been like low nineties. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it's just a matter of he needs to get fully healthy. Because even his first, um, his first start in Indy this year, I mean, he he was blowing guys away. He he looked completely different than he did when he was pitching in Pittsburgh and was getting annihilated. Um. So I guess I I, I put him at twenty two because I still have some hope that maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think he falls under the the Brennan Malone category for me because I, I I'm like Cody. I left him off too. It, yeah. It's yeah. like injury after injury after injury, and like now the injury issue itself is limiting his upside to like mm-hmm. pro- like you're probably not going to see him as a starter anymore because of it. Like yeah. at best, at best we can hope for is like a, a like a two inning guy out of the bullpen. So that alone kind of limits his, his value. <laughs> but I'm, I'm surprised Cody doesn't just have a, like, you know, like my top 30, <laughs> one through 30 is Sable. Like Cody doesn't have a. Oh, you could pitch two innings. You're on my list. So. <laughs> <laughs> we go around the, the clubhouse. Okay. How many innings do you think you could pitch? Cause I'm making a list, man. I, I got to know. Four, four, <laughs> Five, no, three, three no. <laughs> write his name down just to crumple it up and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay man okay you want to play like that i'll play um 21 last pick of the wait. night oh wait no murph gave his 22 yeah no, Sorry. no i'm giving my 22 oh well, god oh, damn it murph <clears throat> get your shit together I, man <laughs> so um my 22 i have mason martin oh yeah so like i said i like Okay. My, my, I, I go, I go a lot with the the value at what kind of position you play. 
two on it. And, and you know, first basemen are kind of at the very bottom when it comes to <laughs> position yeah, value wise. I got you. Um, I, I like okay, so maybe he he's striking out about what we expect with him. The power's insane. The dude, but like at this point, like he kind of is what he he is. Like he's gonna get mm. called up when, whenever he does get called up, he's gonna hit it very, very deep, or he's gonna strike out. And it and it's all gonna. I will say that he he has shown the ability to make some adjustments in Indy this year. I've been very impressed with some of his at bats. Definitely mm-hmm. some. I've seen more impressive at bats this to this point of the season. I guess almost as many as I did last year over the whole course of the year. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's staying in counts longer. He's, he, he, you know, he's working counts. He worked one count perfectly into his favor and hit a home run. Um, but still in the end, he, he's, he's going to do what he, he does. He just does it really good. We just got to hope so. First and I will say I did not have, triples. I did not have him on my P2 list to go into the year two. So I guess I should say so. Wow. That I am that I, that I have at least bought into it some more than I did before. Shots fired from Murph. Well, I mean, I I did I did because like at that point going into the years, like I like I just the, the strikeouts were gonna be too much for him. But I got you, yeah. He he's he's shown me a far better even if the strikeouts are still there, the walks still aren't really there. He he's yeah. shown a, a better approach this year than he has last year. So, no, I, yeah, I feel it. I, I think I'll give, him, I'll give him credit for that. I think the defensive ability that I've seen and you've pointed out several times, oh yeah, kind of catapulted him up my list. Yeah, uh, so like he he's he's definitely above average defensively for a first baseman, but mm-hmm. overall, when when you like when I'm looking at his like every position, it's still like he's above average defensively at first base. Yeah, which is Boo. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> Boo than this man! Above average defensively <laughs> at shortstop. Boo! Murphy's first baseman. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. I, it, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I got you, but um, Murph may hate me for my last pick of the night because he's not higher. But I have Carlos Jimenez mm. at twenty-one. Mm. Um. Murph, did you have, have him, him higher? I don't have him at all. You don't have him at all. <laughs> I don't have him at all. And, and <laughs> I've probably been tooting the, the him and his horn louder than anyone on, on Twitter recently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That he he fell into my two months. Well, no, go ahead, go ahead and explain your your thing about it, and then I'll. I'll no, no, no. Go, go, go right on ahead, man. Go I was like, he kind of fell into the the two month only two months worth of kind of like at at the level he's at. Does show does have a little bit of. A control issue the the curveball needs some i mean it's it's all he's 19 years old kind of stuff and mm. like he he's kind of shown the upside to where like by if he continues this the rest of the year i can definitely see him cracking the top 30 maybe even the top 20 with no mm. issue at all it's just right now he, he he's still more in the the raw he's stage t- for me yeah as, he needs as a to refine it a little bit yeah, yeah, but I mean that's yeah. kind of where you know the age. I feel like for as good play. as the changeup is, sometimes he misses where he wants to put that changeup a lot. Yeah, a lot. no, no, no. I get, yeah. I get what you're saying there, but I think 21 is 21. 
is I can, I can, stuff, a good wise, place. stuff wise, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The stuff, the stuff, the stuff is probably top twenty. Yeah. Like that, like if you look just at his his stuff, like yeah, I'm a little upset that he's just mm-hmm. 21 for you. Yeah. Um, so you know when when I talked to John months ago about Jimenez, I posted a video. It was a slowdown uh, video of him throwing his changeup, and John DM me and was talking his changeup from what I've been told from scouts that have seen him play and see him pitch. It's one of the best changeups that they've seen in quite some time. And the fact that that can become a deadly weapon for him and the fact that he's mastered a changeup at such a young age when a changeup for any pitcher, starting pitcher or reliever is kind of the last dragon you have to slay to <laughs> save the princess. I guess I should continue with this mm. analogy, but it, I don't know. It, it's that ability there to where he can develop such a complex pitch and use it effectively a lot of the time is why that he's at 21. And I I will have to see eventually more progression from him, but the age comes into play where he plays comes into play. And maybe we see a late season promotion to Greensboro. I, I doubt it, but it's possible. And can he survive the hell that is known as First National Bank Park? Who knows? But I have him at 21, and I feel the most confident out of everything that I've said today with him there. To speak on that, how comfortable he is with the changeups, I've been tracking his like pitch usage and, and the, the spin rates and everything like that. He has thrown... 161 fastballs this year. This is including um, today's Friday, Friday, whenever we're recording. Yeah. This is including his outing tonight. So he threw 161 fastballs this year. He has thrown 141 changeups. He is right. And there was two outings, I believe it was, where he threw more changeups than he did fastballs. Yep. He, he is that confident in that pitch already. And to build up, like John and I were talking too, after I posted a couple of videos on it, I I did that for that article I wrote. I did the little comparison with him and Devin Williams yeah. and the changeup. And as soon as I mentioned that to John, he he said that um, he actually had a scout come to him and make that exact same comparison with it on it between the grip and, and some of the the movement and stuff like that. And, and so the changeup potentially is yeah. And I'm trying to think like can. can... I can't even think of who who's the last pitcher we've developed that had a good changeup. I feel like that's always been the holdback in every pitcher we've developed. Yeah. 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 No one really it was it like I read something where like that just really wasn't an emphasis with with um Mm-mm. when Huntington was was in you know that's they, they would always take away their breaking stuff. They would be like, No, you're just going fast. Until you can locate it, and then and maybe we'll eventually give you a breaking ball back, and then it's like, all right, now the change up, and it's yeah, and it's and probably the hardest, and it's the hardest pitch to probably master. master. It is, yeah. and you know, even talking to Eric Minshaw, former Bristol pitching coach, he a lot of guys mentioned him as the change up guru, and he would teach guys these change ups, and the fact that they let I, I don't know, maybe it's biased, but <laughs> he definitely could have been an asset to these kids now. And, you know, mm-hmm. just working with a guy like Jimenez would be 
incredible to work with a guy who knows the changeup so well. I, I don't know. It's, like I said, it's bias. You boys go on. Name your final pick of the night. My final pick. Well, I think we'll all like this one. Maybe, maybe you guys won't like where I have him since neither of you guys have named him yet. But I have a, I have Cal Mitchell. Oh no, I don't. Never mind. Never mind. Spoiler for next week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got my first uh, Bradenton player. I got a uh, Rodolfo Nolasco. Oh, that so, high, huh? He, he he struggled a little bit this year, but a lot of guys in Bradenton struggled as well. The the power that we heard about there very much when he has been able to make contact, you can see mm-hmm. it there. Yeah. I've also been tracking his um like the exit velocities of all the, the hitters as well. His uh exit view right now is above what major league average would be. So Okay. He hits the ball hard. That's what we always heard. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the, so like so when when it comes to like launching angles, I, I when I was reading if I read it right, like the sweet spot anywhere between eight and thirty-two, mm-hmm. like his sweet spot percentage is like right at forty-five to fifty percent. So he's he's catching at the right angle mm-hmm. the majority of the time. Okay, Nolasco. It's not a spicy meatball like uh, <laughs> Noah's there, but that, <laughs> that's pretty. Like, that's higher I like than I expected. Spicy. I had an Alaska at 32. Personally. I, I had an Alaska like oh, I think a, a right about the same with B2 at the beginning of the year. So he yeah. didn't have too much movement. Like he struggled a little bit, like everyone's struggling there. And he's played a little bit better lately. So he, he's it. someone I he's not a player that I, I kind of I wanted to get on the list, but I just couldn't talk myself into it. Um, but at, at 21, I, I finally have uh Frazier. Oh, and okay. Where he and I know he again, yeah, he's slid down lists, but um, he's he's been hitting better lately. And if he can uh, click again, I think he's definitely still got a lot of potential in him. So yeah, I got him at twenty one. Okay, that's a solid list so far, boys. I feel it's a had some mm-hmm. spicy picks, had some expected picks, mm-hmm. and. I'm fairly confident with uh, 30 through 21. Um, but folks, you know, like I said, chime in, let us know who your 30 through 21 are. And, you know, if you just want to give one, that's fine, but you know, you have to subscribe to the podcast. You got to rate review and subscribe baby, because yeah. we need it. We, we, we need those interactions. And just so you know, a little bit of round of applause uh, boys, we reached over 2000 lifetime downloads for the podcast so give it up give it up and you know we're 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 chugging 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 along uh on this crazy ass journey that we call covering the pittsburgh pirates from every and all angles uh over at pittsburgh baseball now's very own podcast and next week we will showcase even more top prospects on our list and we hope you enjoy it but that's going to do it for tonight's episode. As always, uh, we will give out our socials so you can follow us because we need those follows because we are a monster when it comes to uh, needing to eat them followers up. So I, I don't know why I said that. I'm not going to eat you up. Well, unless you got snacks. I might steal your snacks, but that's as far as I'll go. But <laughs> for me personally, uh, I'll give out my social first. It's at Murfanko, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O. And yeah, give me a follow. Uh, surpassed 1,500 followers. Thank you to everybody uh, who helped out with that process. And uh, 
Murph, you beautiful son of a bitch, give out them socials, man. As always, give me a follow on, on Twitter at double underscore Murphy 88. I, uh, we just hit 50 subscribers on the YouTube channel as well. I actually got a couple more after, after I posted that message. So thank you for everyone who subscribes there. Got a request to start doing my own audio commentary on, on, on the videos. Oh shit. So that was something I was thinking about doing at one point may, may give it a shot with one of them upcoming. So, but you have to subscribe to figure it out. Yes. Yep. You'll never know which one it is unless you subscribe. Absolutely. Fucking lootly. Ted, give out your social, man, so uh, the people could follow you. You're suppressed 100 followers, by the way. I broke 100. Let's go. I'm big time now. Now you have to say something disparaging so you get back to 69. Yeah, either that or I have to get up to 169. Uh, I'm uh, at at Nola Jeffy, N-O-L-A-J-E-F-F-Y. Yeah. Louisiana Ted. Louisiana Ted. We'll see uh, if it ever switches back. You'll never know unless you follow him. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. But guys, like I said, that's going to do it for this episode. We genuinely hope you enjoyed it. And we absolutely hope that you interact with this episode. Give us your own uh, rankings. Uh, but until then, boys and girls, we love you very much. And guys, please, can we get it right? Nope. Let's go, go, Bucks, Bucks, you <laughs> bastards.